As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Sailors fighting in the dance hall, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. A big win for Chelsea. The Manchester derby is upon us. It's Friday for the March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Eddie Brassel. Greetings, one and all. What a fabulous Friday we have for you. Andy Brassel and Luke Moore are with me. Andy, you're about to jump in immediately and say something intelligent, no doubt. I don't think I was. (laughs) I was going to say, A, I was a bit paranoid that I said any Brassel, apart from Andy Brassel. Any old Brassel, Uh, any old Brassel, any, any, any any old Brassel. Brassel. (laughs) Green out to a garden pal, stick it up your drain pipe. All right. (laughs) I've got my own theme tune that's great I'm actually in favour of it being any old brassel today because of course uh, well it's it's the last day of children homeschooling and to be fair they've not done much else this week so I, I think they should probably do this instead of me my goodness. Well, it'll go from any old Brassel to he's just a rascal. He's just Andy a Brassel. <laughs> Andy, you were always any old Brassel to me, if it's any consolation. Oh, thank you. Do you know, I saw when I, uh, I, I, I watched Arsenal a few times at Highbury back in the day, the old stadium, which mm. I'm sure a few of us have done. And they play, And uh, my mate uh, used to get the odd ticket here and there and we was sitting near the away fans. And they were playing West Ham uh, once upon a time. And obviously there was a lot of abuse back and forth and a bloke just stood up and pointed at them. You know when it all goes quiet and then some bloke goes, right, this is my time to shine. <laughs> and he just stood up and just went, any old iron, any old iron. And everyone everyone just went, any, any, any old iron. It was absolutely brilliant. That was it. Just a little quick chorus. It's nothing vicious. 
is it? Great stuff. I love. I loved it when we did the old. We did the old trope with the listeners. The funniest thing mm. you've heard at a football game. Sadly, obviously, can't do that at the moment. But once we get back into stadiums, yeah. we should definitely re-up that because that pulled out some absolute gold. And that's yeah. not us claiming it. That's the listeners contributing, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. merely just monetizing that and paying <laughs> ourselves. And I think everyone understands, and that's absolutely fine. No one loses out. Nobody does. So if you do want to send your content in for us to monetize, you are welcome mm-hmm. to do so. Well, of course, while there's no... You see, I watch the games with no background noise. I, I just think it's it's nonsense. I, I want to know what's what's really going on in the stadium. And, of course, that's where you can hear a few bits and, pieces, bits and pieces being shouted, of course. Um, let's go straight to uh, the game last night at Anfield. Uh, Chelsea beat Liverpool 1-0, of course. Liverpool got very, very badly. They lost five home games on the trot for the first time in their history. They've only scored one goal in that time, which was a penalty uh, against Manchester City. Oh, Luke Moore, the title defence, it's, I mean, it's well and truly gone now. Yeah, get me out of the way so then Andy can give the proper analysis. I think... Andy wants to talk about Tommy Tooks, Chelsea. <laughs> I, think, look, I think it's remarkable what we're witnessing. I was saying to you guys on the old text last night, I can't remember the last time Liverpool lost five games at home. Surely it hasn't happened before. And then obviously yeah. Opta um, confirmed that it hadn't. Um, it's 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 very very strange because not only are they having a poor run of results, which can happen to any team. Confidence is a big thing of football, as we know, but they don't. Re- it's not like I mean, it's not even really like they've been that unlucky. They don't mm. they don't look like scoring. First shot on target last night was in the eighty fourth minute or something. Um, they, they're having a really really difficult time scoring goals at home. Um, I understand they've got injuries. We feel like we have to say that every single time we talk about Liverpool. But as I said, as I mentioned earlier in the week when we were talking about Southampton. Um, every team gets injuries. You know, if you're, if you're fortunate enough not to have any, good on you, that's great. But every team gets injuries. Um, and so I don't see how you can attribute a, a kind of a set of injuries, no matter how key the players are, to a fo- to form that's this bad. I mean, they look confidence-wise, they look terrible. I mean, I know I know Alisson's had off-field problems and he has our sympathy for that. But even that goal that was disallowed by Timo, uh, Timo, Timo Werner, astonishingly poor decision by Alisson. You know, what's he doing? Mm. I mean, mm. it's, it's not something you associate with him, certainly not the Allison we've seen since he's come to the club. So all is not well at Liverpool. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think it, ahead of last night, I thought they'll, they'll be OK against Fulham. But Fulham look decent now and they're playing each other this weekend. And I, 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 I cannot imagine what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's an incredible situation, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, the good thing for Liverpool is that Fulham can't score goals. Um, so they should get at least a point. Should be uh, a nil-nil, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, although uh, just just aim for the arm. Uh, if you uh, <laughs> well, no, uh, sometimes uh, that works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, did, did it not work? They've never done that before, have they? No. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Champions League final one yeah. leaps to mind. Uh, all conspiracy. Yeah. Um, uh, but Andy, we would be foolish just to concentrate on on Liverpool because Chelsea were great. Yeah, they were, and I think it was thrown into sharper relief. Um, because it was quite a scruffy Liverpool performance. I mean, you talked about them not looking like they were scoring. The passing was way off. There was no real intensity. I mean, there was quite a lot of fuss about uh, Klopp bringing Salah off. And from a, Mm. a goals perspective, obviously, I understand that. But it seemed he was just unhappy about him not pressing enough. And that was Liverpool in general, really. You know, complete lack of intensity. It's, it's the other way round, isn't it, with, with Chelsea? Um, you know, they were tight, they were economical, uh, they put Liverpool under pressure when they had the ball and th- they did what everyone does now and m- makes them <clears throat> made the most of that space b- behind the fullbacks and that's where the, the, the goal came from and maybe that's one of those things that's 
making Alisson rush out. Of course, Timo Werner was was pretty unlucky with that. It was very, very close. Um, offside decision in, in, in the end. Um, I mean, I, mean I, th- I think Werner was, was, was terrific, actually. And mm-hmm. one of the things I've, I've tried to impress about Timo Werner this season is even when people have made a big fuss about him not scoring, and of course, for the amount of money they spent, they expect more goals. He's never been a passenger at any point during the season. You know, he's always put in a shift, even when... Chelsea haven't been playing well. Never mind, he's not been scoring. Um, but it's it's interesting. I think that the fact that Mason Mount is is emerging as probably the key player for 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 Chelsea so far under Tuchel, because of course people really wanted to set up this false opposition at the beginning of oh well he's Lampard's boy and now Tuchel's going to pick <laughs> on him and Tuchel's cold he's a pragmatist you know he's yeah. he's someone who's going to pick the players who who do the job for him and you know Mount's a good enough player to work under any coach and he's doing great at the moment but I think as well you look at the other players like players that were really serially serially underachieving like um you look at Christensen uh you look at Rudiger who were really good and really solid I thought last night and when you look at Chelsea's defensive solidity earlier in the season it felt like it was either going to sink or swim with Thiago Silva. And it, it doesn't really feel like that anymore because there's more of a plan. Andy, yeah. I have to jump in and say that uh, uh, I hear what you're saying. And obviously Chelsea, they are up to fourth. <laughs> they've, they've just conceded two goals in, in 10 games. But Ashley Cole was insisting that the foundations of Frank are still there. In the <laughs> I wonder what that could be. <laughs> I'm racking my brains. <laughs> the, the foundations of Frank seems like the, the prequel. Marcus. You know, an origin story of, a, <laughs> yeah. of a, some sort of horror film, Ash- doesn't Ashley it? Ashley Cole <laughs> has spent a bit of time at Cobham this week looking around how Thomas Tuchel's doing the things and he's thought, what yeah. this needs is an air rifle. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like the way that Thomas... Speaking, speaking of little to, Tommy Tuchel's, I do like the way that... Um, he, he he spoke about Mason Mount last night, mm. um, and of course, yeah, I'm not, this is not me taking the piss because I can't speak any other languages. But he kept referring to Mason Mount feats, his feats, mm. and it really reminds me of um, of when he said that um, Neymar dives a lot because he's got sensitive feet. Do you remember that? Yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah, which yeah. is an incredible thing to say. So, so we're sure he didn't mean feats as in feats. No, because he, he, he has he has done a lot of feats this season, hasn't he? I, I, I want I want to come in on Mason Mount and just say that he is so good without the ball. Like he, mm-hmm. he, he works so hard without the ball. It's yeah. incredible. He really does set the tone um, for what they're doing at the moment. And, and they do look a lot more organised. They do look a lot more robust and solid. I actually think it, you could... Andy, you, you would be more, more of an expert on this than me, but it looked actually quite quickly after about two or three games that they understood what Tuchel was trying to do. It, it started mm-hmm. very, very early mm-hmm. on, which is obviously the hallmark of a great coach. <clears throat> but, and they've but stuck that- at that ever since. Yeah, I, th- I think that happens with him. I-, I mean, it's further down the line you need to worry about where he falls out with all the board members in half of the dressing room. But yeah. f- for, the- for the moment... Oh, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, we are. We're here for that. to be scared of if you're on the ramble. And at Chelsea, you know, what did you say? Did you say two years from now or something? Or did you give a time frame? Oh, no. I th- I th- I think further I, down the line? I, I think okay, I said... Yeah. In my mind, I was saying under a year. <laughs> yeah, I got him right. Yeah, I was going to say it's, yeah, it's yeah. got an eighteen-month contract for a reason. Do you think he'll? Do you think he'll make the summer, Andy? Will any of us? Well, Let's be I tell you what, who's 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 going to feature in the summer with with performances like that is Mason Mount because you know old glorious Gareth Southgate will be licking his lips, won't he? Glorious Gareth. Oh my goodness! I've, I've suggested a few people could could win England the Euros in the summer, but Mason Mount, Luke Moore, he's going to feature, isn't he? Yeah, he's also from my end, so I'll be very happy with that. Proud. Yeah, so Portsmouth, little, Portsmouth's proud. 
little bit not, of not that you ever play with Portsmouth, obviously, because that's not how it works in Portsmouth. <laughs> uh, we just get to we get to admire them from afar. You know, does a yes. caged bird sing as sweetly? No, it doesn't. So you're not going to come through our academy <laughs> system. You're going to go somewhere else. Good luck to you. We don't need like, you. Like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yeah, also no saw, better than we've uh, already got, night. Mason. See you later on. <laughs> Well, Liverpool, they can stop the rottenness this Sunday when Fulham come to town. And as I say, Fulham, I mean, they're, they're struggling to score goals. I quite enjoy watching Fulham, but... Well, Marcus, they've scored more goals than Liverpool have in the last three games. Surely Liverpool haven't scored at all. They have, but I think... Um, well, defensively, I think Liverpool have actually conceded one more goal this season than, mm. than Fulham. So Fulham at the back are pretty good. I think in the in the lower half of the league, they've, they've conceded the fewest goals, but it's the goal scoring, which is a problem. I think they're the fifth lowest goal scorers in the league at the moment. And mm. as much as they, they look quite flashy at times, they're quite hectic. Uh, Fulham uh, when, they, when they get the ball and they, they, they can spray it around quite nice you don't know whether they're going to sort of ping a, a, a perfect pass or, or, or sort of get it trapped under their feet and it goes out for a throw in so they keep you on your toes mm. um, but it, it, it is that sort of lack of goals and surely Andy you would think that, that Liverpool have got a chance this Sunday to get a win well you'd hope so wouldn't you after losing a five and a, a, a row at home can I just say is... they've, they've definitely got a chance yeah. <laughs> I mean... do the champions of England have a chance Chance at home against the side who are in the relegation zone and have been for the vast majority of the season. I would have given them a chance. I would have given them yes. a chance. I, I think at this point we're meant to we're meant to put on a serious face and go. You'd hope so. You'd hope so. Yeah. You'd bloody well hope so. Well, um, well, Fulham will hope for a result because they've got a bit of a tricky period, of course. Um, and it was, it's disappointing that they didn't get something out of the game last night. But Everton did Fulham a favour. And, and speaking of Chelsea, Everton just one point off Chelsea in fifth with the game in hand after they beat West Brom 1-0. Um, it, in the Sam Allardyce derby there's a lot of Sam Allardyce derbies isn't there there are just any game not featuring one of the big six yeah. um, uh, <laughs> but Allardyce uh, he was getting a bit wistful again before this game against Everton saying I would have had, would have liked to have stayed and had the investment they have had since <laughs> oh, I mean it's not it's, as though they have any money is it over to you Luke I've, had, I've said my piece I've run out of, I've run out of uh, ammo I think I've run say out of it again. Luke I, I don't think you mentioned last week that he bought uh, Jenk Tossin and uh, Theo Walcott in the tra- same transfer window and everyone else has done it so I, I think you should do it now <laughs> for how much Andy? For, it's about, it must be about 50 million almost 50 million yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. apparently they the, the stat that is brilliant is they had the fewest shots on target in the Premier League during his tenure <laughs> <laughs> I mean when he took over at West Brom if you do want yeah. me to go say a bit about him I'm, I mean I'm happy to mm-hmm. when, when, when he took over at West Brom Yep. There were still 75 points to play for in this season's mm-hmm. Premier League, and they already had, I think, four points. Yep. So there's 79 points in total there for grabs. Mm-hmm. The first four, they're free, Sam. They're safe, right? Yeah. Um, well, when they're really... <laughs> 79 points could win you the league this year. Yeah, well, quite. <laughs> but unlikely with Man City. When they're relegated, and they will be relegated, you watch fast. How, you watch how fast like he slinks away and refuses to take any kind of responsibility. It'll be like Redknapp at QPR all over again. Like Redknapp took over at QPR in about November, and they said, "Well, it's just too late for him to get anything done." There was about I've, thirty games left. I think presumably, presumably on his on his yearly planner at home, there has to be an optimum date circled. If I quit, then I'm yeah. not the coach in charge when yeah. they get relegated. If it's still mathematically possible while I go. I mean, yes, yes as you said about work, Red... I was trying to work out earlier what, when he took over. I think, yeah. I think he took over... Well, didn't he, didn't Slava Bic get fired after West Brom got quite a good point at Man City? Yes. And then he took over. And since then, they've won two Premier League games. I think mm-hmm. since then, they've picked up about, I don't know, maybe 10 points? 
Maybe uh-huh. something like that. If, if you were a Sam Allardyce defender, though, um, you would. But they're all defenders of this fucking. Do, do, you mean, yeah. do you mean? Do you mean like in the media or in <laughs> <Yeah>. the back four? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not in the back four. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think you look at that game last night. They actually played pretty well against Everton. I thought. Yeah, they were well, unlucky. They they, they, yeah. they they created more chances than you habitually expect them to do. Uh, and Bajian, who divides opinion in the places that, he, that he's played, but he makes stuff happen in the penalty box. There's there's no doubt about that. Oh, he was that. unlucky last night not to get. I, a I I think you look at that though, and you think, you know, there are always going to be these games. It's a bit like an NBA season. This current. Premier League season in that there are so many games in such a short space of time that you're going to get weird results but when you get the opportunity to get one of those you have to take them mm. and when you've got an opportunity to to get a win like that and they, they definitely had the opportunity to beat Everton last night you, you have to take it and, yeah. and I think I think Everton and we um, this has been mentioned by one of you guys or one of us on the on the show fairly recently Everton have it in their locker to put in the, the odd stinking result it's like every so often yeah. they lose focus and they, they, they'll lose at home to Newcastle or something and then they'll then they'll refocus again and I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting actually that obviously I'm, I'm sticking the boot on Big Sam because I think he's a risible character but of course he's achieved he's achieved a lot in the game I'm not, I'm not trying to denigrate him on that front but what I am trying to say is Take ownership of the situation. If you're not fully taking ownership of the situation, your team, by definition, has less chance of being successful because you, you're already, even if it's just subconsciously, you're already plotting your way out. And no one is saying that West Brom had an amazing squad that should be finishing sixth this season. We, everyone knew from the start of the season it was going to be a struggle for them. But it happens a lot with these types of managers, these kind of old-school English managers. Happened with Redknapp quite a bit at different clubs he's been at. As soon as the team start playing badly or get a bad run of results in the media you watch his language it's not us it's them the players need to do this they need to do that they, they aren't doing work, things well enough whereas it should be we need to improve we need to look at ourselves and see what we can do and these old fashioned managers are very very good at managing their own PR through friends in the media ex-pros that have played under them etc etc and I think you have to punch that bubble with someone like Sam Adas because he's been there long enough he's, he's, he's happy to take the job probably getting paid well on a big reputation for but never being relegated which isn't true and he's talking about stuff as if it's nothing to do with him as in oh what can I do about it it's decisions it's players it's this it's your responsibility to take the responsibility or don't or get, let someone else do it mm. well he's got a chance this Sunday in another Sam Allardyce star because they're playing Newcastle I told you they're to a penny um, I don't think I've been take... less excited about a game than hearing that song <laughs> <my entire life. laughs> speaking, of take, speaking of taking charge of situations we go to, to, to Newcastle United Steve Bruce and Matt Ritchie have been involved in a training ground bust up after Ritchie right, called I'm back in yeah <laughs> <laughs> to remember it's the off field stuff in Newcastle yeah. uh, he called uh, Ritchie called uh, Steve Bruce a coward now this, this followed Steve Bruce's accusations that Ritchie had failed to pass on tactical instructions when he came on against Wolves <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Do it yourself. I can't let myself. <laughs> the manager said this. You know as well as I do. That's a bad idea. Um, it, it reminds me a bit of that time. With, with Alan Pardew, when he was Newcastle manager, uh, there was a, he needed a translator to speak French to some of the players, I think, when like Cissé was there and one or two others. And he would say it. And apparently the guy giving the instructions would put his own tactics Love in that. there. I remember that. Yeah, I remember <laughs> talking about that. 
great stuff. He's like, yeah, just bomb on. He, he wanted to go back to the to the, the swashbuckling days of the nineties, you know, of at Newcastle United. But yes, apparently uh, Matt Ritchie was was fuming with this, and he phoned uh, Steve Bruce about um, uh, what was going on, and uh, they had a bit of a clash in training. Ritchie apparently told Bruce that he'd done call for him, and then Bruce retaliated in 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 a, in a way that a manager should do by shoulder barging him. <laughs> Where'd you get a shoulder bite from Brucey these days? Well, you'd be knocked in the middle of the next week. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, and, and Steve Bruce said, what are you going to do? Tell Lee Charnley. <laughs> it's just great professional stuff. I mean, this does just sound like <laughs> fantasy role play and completely untrue, but I don't think it's any less worthy for that. Well, it was effective, Andy, because Richie's now apologised to Bruce and all his teammates. Yeah, Matt Ritchie is a player who did actually manage to somehow from he's from the same home, literally the same district of, of Gosport mm-hmm. as me. Another one. He 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 um <laughs> he somehow managed to by complete accident find his way into the Portsmouth Academy and actually mm-hmm. play for Portsmouth for a while uh, mm-hmm. before he was treated like absolute shit and uh, <laughs> sold on to Swindon for I think not very much money. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, he um I'm surprised he's. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm absolutely unsurprised that he turned out to be a little bit chippy, uh, being from from where we're from. But, but and looking like Gordon Ramsay. That's why well. they like him. Yeah. That's what. That's why yeah. they like him. But that's Andy, why I, he's I been so want, successful at Newcastle. I also it? just wanted to say that um, I interviewed him on the radio once and tried to get him to tell me what his local pub was in Gosport, but he refused to tell me. <laughs> that is excellent. Does he look a bit like Gordon Ramsay? He does. Yeah, like a, like a smaller <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Could you imagine him saying to Steve Bruce? You know, instruct us to some fucking tactics. Okay, <laughs> fuck me, big boy. Come on, wow. What is this? Wow. What is this shit? Wow. <laughs> Nine to five. Fuck me. Wow. You call that? A, you call that a formation? Do you? He's also um, about Scottish as going around as well, by the way. He is. Well, he hadn't been to Scotland. The first time he went to Scotland, I think, was for a training session with the Scottish national team or something like that. Um, but anyway, uh, now there was some dressing room uh, upset with uh, John Joe Shelby, surprisingly, because in a recent interview, he lauded Steve Bruce, uh, saying, you know, he's doing an all right job, probably, maybe taking his uh, <laughs> leaf out of the Rambles book, uh, which we have now pulped. Uh, but according <laughs> to a source, um, they are saying, uh, according to a source, um, they are saying John Joe looked like a hostage in the video that he was being forced <laughs> to say it. Also, is John Joe just saying that because he, he's basically saying he's the best man manager I've ever worked on, basically because it doesn't make me do anything. That's right. Yeah, I could do whatever I want, right. whenever I want to do it. <laughs> He's the best man manager yeah. I, I've ever had. I just wanted to add, actually, I should say, Gordon Ramsay, I think he's actually Scottish, isn't he? I just remembered. He grew up in England, but he was oh, no, Ram- Scottish. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but Matt Ritchie, I, think, I thought you were talking about. Yeah, I was talking about both. I got a bit confused. He, he, easy to get the two confused, you yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. So, yes, uh, I mean, Newcastle, they've they've not got Almiron. Um, ASM and Wilson, they're all out, uh, who have provided 60% of Newcastle's goals. But, of course, Andy Carroll... Is in the wings, Andy. And Andy Carroll said, I've been waiting. Yeah, it's it's interesting, actually. In some of the lovely tributes to um, the late Glenn Roder, one mm. of them was from Andy Carroll. And it showed him um, being sent on by, by Glenn Roder. And he had a crew cut. That's how long ago it was. And no, obviously, there were a lot of comments on social media going, come on, Andy, get it back. I think that would be a huge declaration of intent if he were to turn up to the West Brom game with a shaved head to say, yes, this is my moment. You know, I'm thinking Bex at Leicester. Oh, yeah. Yeah, away at Leicester. We yes. Clarify. <laughs> how do you guys remember the specific game that Beckham had a haircut for? That's I unreal. remember. He, he scored a free kick as well. Nice one. Yeah, he got off the bus with his woolly hat on, didn't he? 
Yeah. Nice stuff. Well, that's, and then did the reveal. Of nostalgia pangs. That. On the pitch. Yeah. Simpler blimey, time, blimey. guys. A simpler time. Um, before we go for a break, Andy, what have you been talking about on On the Continent this week? Well, I, I've been thinking that in the ramble, we haven't talked enough about disastrously run clubs. Um, so <laughs> uh, them, this week, uh, we're, we're joined, <laughs> Dotton and I are joined by... Uh, Mike our, Ashley. Our, our, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> For on the continent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's such a cosmopolitan man. I mean, it yeah. seemed like an uh, open well, what goal. They, what really. they want to do at Valencia, mate, right? I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Dotton and I are joined on OTC this week uh, by David Cartledge. Uh, we talk about Barcelona, the upcoming presidential election, uh, Marseille and their new dawn, uh, which is pretty much like the old dawn, and um, Schalke <laughs> and the, the end of Christian Gross, which is obviously sad. Yeah, not that sort of end, but it's, it's, it's not. There's it's nothing really sad. not sad about Schalke, though, is there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a quick break. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. 
So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. This week at Sukarnov. On Clash of the Titles, things got a little awkward when Alex, Vicky and Chris discussed the Incredible Hulk going to the hairdressers. Have you never had a haircut and gone, oh, that is not what I asked for? I can't remember what it's like to go to the hairdressers. Oh, God, sorry, sorry. That's triggering, sorry. That's on me. Bad move, yeah, bad move. Yeah, that is on you. Yeah. Absolutely, I didn't, I forgot. I forgot. Because we haven't seen you for such a yeah. long time. We forgot you've got no <laughs> I'm hair. I'm still poor. So. Yeah, it hasn't grown back <laughs> magically since okay. we last spoke. <laughs> And over on Football Ramble Presents, the On the Continent team have been keeping you across all the European knockouts, as well as a possible title race in League Earn as well. Icardi can be so frustrating because he can be just one of the most impressive finishers. But you know, when he's not quite on it, he's kind of like the David Blaine of football. Like he spends a lot of time in a box not doing anything. <laughs> Find Clash of the Titles and Football Ramble Presents on your favourite podcast player and listen now. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. It's now time for Correspondence. This is from Marty Schroeder. It says, uh, I wanted to share a story about the lines of tenuous connections to professional footballers. My dad, a gardener, used to work for Stuart Pearce. Yes. He owned a house <laughs> in a village in Wiltshire, in our village in Wiltshire. Uh, Stuart mainly avoided my dad for unknown reasons. <laughs> uh, unlike his 10-year-old son, who liked to help out while my dad was uh, with my dad while he was working there, which I thought was nice. Unfortunately, this escalated one day into his son explaining to Stuart that he would like to become a gardener like my dad and not a professional footballer like Stuart. <laughs> Stuart left the village shortly after that. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little bit like that bit in the um, Cristiano Ronaldo biopic where there's, it's, it's quite a touching scene where him and his son are watching football on the telly and you're thinking, oh, this is beautiful. And then his son turns around to him and goes, uh, Dad... I think I might be a goalkeeper. And the look on Ronaldo's <laughs> no, is face right? is like, what? you joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine bit that breaking that to, to Stuart Pearce. Stuart, Stuart's um, quite, I mean, I like, I, I've worked with him before and he's a lovely fellow, but he's very intense, Stuart Pearce, as you can probably mm-hmm. imagine. So I don't think that would have gone down too well. And I like the way the email suggests that Stuart just left the village because of that. He's getting a bad influence here. I, he, he needs somewhere yeah. else to grow up. Um, what? What's he getting up to? He wants to be a gardener. It's unacceptable. And, yeah, get out of there. And Stuart himself used to be a, an electrician didn't he? I think he was an electrician. We found out on Mark Pugach's Ramble Meet. Yes, he was. That, yeah. he was. Yes, yeah. all right, yeah. So there we go. Yeah, you could do, see him doing all sorts, couldn't you? Uh, show at footballramble.com or tweet this at footballramble, uh, everybody. Um, by the way, uh, before we start talk about the Manchester Derby, I just... 
How did how was that goal disallowed at Craven Cottage last night? <laughs> I'm still fuming. None of us know. I just brushed over that earlier. It re- Describe it for people who didn't hit, see it because I didn't watch the game. I watched a West, I watched a West Brom Everton game. It was a load of dangly bollocks, is what it was. Lamina's <laughs> um, <laughs> L- 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 in in the penalty box. L- L- Sanchez, I think it was, of which Spurs defender? I think yeah, it was. Just, it was Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah, just booted the ball from. A few feet away from him to clear the ball. His, his hand, hand is yeah. his hand is like it's as if his hand was tied to his side. Like you couldn't be more. Yeah, he was like Lamina was like an action man or a Star Wars figure. Exactly, wasn't he? Exactly. You're absolutely right, Andy. And uh, the ball hits his arm. I mean, there's just it's just nonsense. And then and then it breaks to 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 Major who who finished. I mean. I, t- I, I, t- when the goal went in, I was like, "Yes, come on!" And then I tweeted, you know, what it says on the Fulham seats, "Full force," which is obviously nonsense. <laughs> and then, and then I realised, and I just thought, I can't be bothered dealing. I just delete the tweets. So, this, <laughs> so basically, this isn't this isn't about the decision yeah. or the ridiculous rule. It's about you being made to look a mug on Twitter. wasted labour on Twitter. <laughs> It was one of those I mean, ones that's where I fair, thought, that's fair, that's fair. It's fine. I can't be bothered. Cause, cause I saw the replay, obviously, <laughs> to catch up with it before, before the show today. And I saw, I think, Lars, um, who obviously we have on the constant as well, yeah. tweeted a, photo, a screenshot of the laws of the game and stuff, saying mm. that, that technically if there's any kind of handball in the build-up, it can be a handball and the guy has to be disallowed. Sod off, Lars. Yeah, that's, just, it's just, but, uh, that's fine, but it's, that's mm. the price of everything but the value of nothing. I'm not having a no, go at Lars, right? <laughs> oh, but, I am. Yeah, well, you can do that. Well, you're either with us or against us. You can probably lay into Lars for about 10 minutes in a sec. But, but the point is that if that is the law, then the law's fucking ridiculous. And we should accept yeah, I, 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 that. You're absolutely no, but that, right. That, that's the same with that and with the Timo Werner goal that was disallowed yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, at Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. p- people will always go back to, 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 to VAR and blame VAR for mm-hmm. it. It's the, the rule's nonsense. Exactly. And, and also, we have to say that the magic goal would have been chalked off even without VAR because even though it was nonsense, you look at the way the players reacted, they knew what was coming. Mm. Even if it is nonsense, they they knew what but, was coming. With the, well. with the Timo Werner one, it was the first time I just thought. The first, honestly, my first instinct when it got disallowed was I literally was like, "And he's run all that way." Yeah, I know. He, he must have done <laughs> seventy yards. You, and you back wait. Again. Until, you wait until the Euros when when you know England get a lucky last minute equaliser oh, against mate. the Czech Republic or something, <laughs> and we all go mad, and it's like, oh no. There was I'll, a... I'll be on the plane to, che- to the Czech Republic and troll yeah, people in, in person. In the first pass of England's thirty-pass move, someone was a toe offside. You know, already happened, um, Marcus. Ellen yeah. White against the United States of America. There we yeah, go. there you are. There it's you. a good one. It's a good Jesse Lingard against Netherlands. I'm still not over it, um, but I am. I, to, to get full and back to the championship, but we won't have any of this nonsense. <laughs> Referees whistles fine. Uh, we're crying out loud. Right, uh, Manchester Derby, uh, uh, City versus United, of course. In case you'd forgotten uh, who the two sides were, um, presumably uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's had a busy week trawling Manchester City's club website. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you what, though, Manchester City haven't actually beaten Manchester United in their last three league meetings. Well, um, Man United lost... are amazing at taking a game against another good team and completely yeah. stinking the place out. Well, we said this, didn't we, before the Chelsea game about the nil-nils and I think there'd only been maybe three nil-nils or something like that with with, with Manchester United and, and, and I can't remember if it was all season or, or just the top six uh, or the big boys. Uh, but you'd, you, I mean, the way Man City are going, a nil-nil would be a great result, Andy, against uh, Pep's, Pep's people. 
Yeah, it would be. Uh, I think any point while you're fighting for a place in the top four is is decent, especially in in that game. I don't think we've quite got to the point with 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 United, like where Carlo Ancelotti said, yeah, you have to write off the game against Manchester City. They're not going to see it like <laughs> like that. that. Is a bit defeatist <laughs> for a, a Champions a League bit, and Serie A winning manager. Like a, Roy a little bit, you could argue. Yeah, <laughs> nil nil, no shots. It's a great point for us <laughs> against Everton. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I could I could see United sort of grinding out a nil nil draw without a single shot on target. I think that would be that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, well, indeed. Did you see Ruben Diaz, who's also had a great season at Manchester City, said this week that watching uh, Nemanja Vidic and Rio Ferdinand at Manchester United was his dream weekend as a child. Like, don't <laughs> say stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, Lie. looking at looking at the two replacements they've got, they'll have it'll probably be Lindelof and Maguire, won't it? I mean, yeah. compared to those two, I mean that those two were absolutely ridiculous. I, mm. I, I still maintain now. I forget the exact season; it might have been around two thousand and eight, where I was absolutely convinced, and I think I mentioned it on the ramble even then, mm-hmm. um, that Rio Ferdinand was literally making mistakes because it was just all too easy for him. But he couldn't keep his concentration. He was he was like <laughs> that good. Uh, yeah, that one season. I think it was around then. But I was, I was going to say, Marcus, can you keep, can you give us the latest update on the uh, Dean Henderson Carlisle totalizer? Oh, I can. Yeah, I very much can. Well, because David de Gea looks like he's going to be out um, for a month due to to one reason or other. Dave the save. We, we wish you well, Dave the save. Yeah. But all that means is, is it Dean Henderson that sort of profits from this in a way? But it's Carlisle United who are going to be the real winners because they they stand to receive another £50,000 on top of the £130,000 they've already made from their Henderson clause, which presumably Edward would make sure was in the deal. Uh, but of course, they get £10,000 every time. It's officially Henderson. my favourite clause ever. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> better, better than Santa. And, uh, it's, uh, and it, well, it is for Carlisle United because it's Christmas yeah. every every game when uh, when Dean Henderson's in goal for Manchester United. Andy, what on earth is going on there? Yeah, it's a little bit like for every copy of Blue Monday that New Order sold, they lost 3p. <laughs> yeah. it's, a little, it's a little bit like that, isn't it? A lovely yeah. reference. Yeah. A lovely reference, yeah. yeah. Great stuff. It, and Ed Woodward it, very much is football's uh, Tony uh, thingy, isn't he, anyway? Tony Wilson. Tony yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Abso- absolutely. Speaking of, of of all that, did you see what Pep said this week that he he'd always dream of uh, of coming to train in in the Shakespeare country, uh, talking about presumably his time in England, Shakespeare country, the Beatles, the Oasis country. This country is special. If he's into factory records and all that I back mean, in the day, he's mad though, isn't he? I mean, he's mad. He's... <laughs> Pep Guardiola is quite quite mad, and I think I think the and Jim talks about it a lot, and we mention it on this show. I don't think uh-huh. other outlets mention it enough and I, th- I think the re- <laughs> I think the reason that um, he gets away with being so weird is because he's in such a socially acceptable sport like football he's not seen mm. as being um, completely enigmatic and strange because he's in football but what you need to do is take yourself out of that and just listen to everything he says yeah. And, then, and then you'll realise... No, but this, the- this isn't about the weirdness, really. This is about him going full David Brent. I mean, it, that is just... When he gets to Oasis, it's just a rehash of that David Brent quote about Milligan yeah, Everett second. sessions. But, but Andy, he also said, you cannot imagine what Eric Garcia means to me. He is like a son. It's too intense. <laughs> it's too intense, Pep. Why are you think- talking about Eric Garcia like that? What do you, this blows wide open the conversation then that he had with Nathan Redmond. Do you think Redmond said I'm a bit more of a blur man? He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, just, I just think Eric Garcia's played made two Premier League starts this season. It's too well, intense. But do, do you not remember? Intense. Do you not remember his sad face when Jaden Sancho left? I mean that that is still sort of burned on my corneas. 
Yeah, he ghosted him basically. He ghosted Pep because Pep just kept texting him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pepe G. Well, I, I tell you what, he'll have to unpick Manchester United because they're going to be well entrenched. It'll be nil uh, nil. Especially, do you think it'll be nil nil? I, yeah. I Best thing that can happen, Marcus, is Man City get a goal early. Do you know what I'd love though is that um, you know when you know when you play on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning, and you think, hang on, that's not their regular keeper. They've got they've got one of their outfield <laughs> players and goals, and someone says, right lads, let's test this goalkeeper. Let's shoot on sight. <laughs> shoot on sight, yeah. Do you think that's what they'll be saying when they say that's not Dave the save? I like it. I like it in um, in Sunday football when they used to say shoot on sight, knowing mm. full well that probably eight of the eleven players in our team couldn't kick the ball that far. Yeah, so yeah. there's no point shooting on sight because you yeah. can't even get the ball to the goal. <laughs> so, so what so are you saying did you, for? did you play in a team of mascots then? <laughs> I just think I just think that it's underrated how yeah. hard it is to kick the ball that far. Like not many players can do it at, a, at an amateur level. No, that's why I think I think the introduction of the rule where you can you can uh, have one free pass in the box to a defender now from a goal kick I think yeah. a lot of people breathe the sigh of relief not so they could play some kind of nice football no. it's just so the goalkeeper could make sure that he didn't give it straight to the opposition oh, on goalkeeping Sunday league goalkeeper ratings yeah. if the goalkeeper isn't taking the goal kicks that's your big flag that's oh, your yeah. big flag if he's yeah, not yeah. even being trusted to kick the ball from, yeah. from, from a goal kick then you've got to get, get amongst him get right amongst mm. him <laughs> By the way, speaking speaking of goalkeepers, um, did you see Jens Lehmann, uh, who's praising Erling Haaland, uh, Haaland, sorry, this weekend, or this week rather? And he said, uh, facing Haaland would scare me more than Mbappe. I would put my studs in first. <laughs> if he would want to face me again, that doesn't sound like him. I'm it... so glad he's not playing for all of the outfield players' sake. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I never thought Jens Lehmann had a plan about the way that he approached um, speaking in public and public relations. But now I'm wondering if he's lining himself up for some sort of job at Schalke. Because this is <laughs> this is the second part of it, of course, because um, he, he talked a couple of weeks ago about he wished he'd never played for Dortmund. So, oh. yeah, I think, you know, because it's quite a peculiar position, isn't it? Having played for Schalke and Dortmund, not that many players have have, have done it. And it's quite an intense rivalry. So, I mean, I, I think really you don't need to go that far to put your hat in the ring for a job at Schalke at the moment, I would suggest. Well, even if you're just say, Lehman, my goodness me. You could, I, reckon, I reckon you could just say, I'm available. And before you got to the end of the word, you go, I'm available. And they go, yeah, sure. <laughs> not even, not Jens Lehmann. I mean, for goodness sake, you never know what you're going to get. It would be absolutely crazy to have Jens Lehmann running your club. Yeah, but like, think think of the sponsorship. Didn't did, did Jens Lehmann, I might have made this up, but didn't Jens Lehmann once take someone's football boot that had come off and hide it on the roof of the net to stop them getting it back in the middle of a game? Yes, I, I don't think that's as good as the one where he stole the fans' glasses who criticised him. <laughs> And, and it, it was, I think it was when he was at Stuttgart and he, uh, like, uh, some guy, I think he was like an autograph hunter and he leant over the barrier and he had a word. So Lehman just nicked his glasses and got on the team bus. Yeah, he would, wouldn't you? I mean, that's absolutely outrageous. That is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you're saying that he's got a chance of managing a club the size of Schalke? 
I just, I, I just said a job, maybe an even more influential one than coach. I mean, you know, it's got to be a pitch for something, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, sponsors, get spec savers in. Um, <laughs> all right, it's time for four to score. Yeah, it's time for Betway's four to score. Um, entry to Betway's four to score, as you guys know by now, is absolutely free. Each week, just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure, though, your selections are submitted before the first game. And further T's and C's apply. He is the bravest boy in the bunch. And he's up first again. It's Marcus Speller for West Brom v Newcastle. Who have you gone for, Marcus? It's the first time I've chosen this option. But I'm going to go... I'm pretty sure it's the first time. Uh, no goal scorer. Oh, oh spells. No, nah, it's fair yeah. enough. But you're, you're all jolly and full of optimism. This is a game that has pushed Marcus Speller over the edge. <laughs> yeah. this, this is awful. I think, I probably think, end three all now. I think I'm right in saying um, young Jim Campbell's successfully picked no goal scorer before. So um, yeah, yeah. there's precedent there. Game two is Liverpool v Fulham. It's Andy. Are you going to throw a cat amongst the pigeons, Andy? You know what? I think we've all been emboldened by your John Stone's shout Luke um, about six uh, months ago now so in the- <laughs> still dying out on that I'm like Bob Geldof <laughs> <laughs> one hit so I think on <laughs> I think on, 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 on this one um, he should have had a goal in the week he scored in his last visit to Liverpool I'm going to go for Josh Madger. Love nice. That. Love that. That's Marcus perked up. You, don't, you, you want to have another go at the Newcastle one now, Marcus? You'd have better move. <laughs> game number three is uh, the big Manchester derby on Sunday tea time. And our mate Jim Campbell's picking for this one. Here's what he said. Hello, this is Michelangelo's Jim. And I've got the Manchester derby for fourth to score this weekend. And I think uh, the first score is going to be Riyad Mahrez. He's in excellent form. He's a really good player. Obviously, Man United haven't scored in what feels like years. So that will probably come back to bite me. Uh, but I'm going to go for Riyad Mahrez all the same. Yeah, so Riyad Mahrez for Jim. It's always tricky mm. picking the old Man City games because is, you've got the old pep, pep roulette, haven't you? So yeah. um, we'll see if that one comes off. And the final game, game number four, is Spurs v Palace on Sunday night. Um, and it's me, and I've gone for Harry Kane. So that Harry is, Kane. yeah, that is no goal scorer, Josh Madger, Riyad Mahrez, and Harry Kane. Um, if all those players score first in their respective games, we'll win the £50,000, which we'll donate to charity. But you have a chance to win that £50,000 too. Just pick the first goal scorer in each of Betway's four selected games to win. Further T's and C's apply. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. And you must be 18 or over to play and do gamble responsibly. There's loads more information over at BeGambleAware.org. Okay, now it's time for this. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Yes, indeed, it is time for Luke's game. Two big hitters, two heavyweights, two people (laughs) with permanent heads in the freezer and fire in their belly. Am I a heavyweight after what happened last week? <laughs> you got a batter in last week, Marcus, but it's not about how many times you get hit. Yeah. It's how many times you can keep coming back. Exactly. Well, remember, remember, like, United lost 5-0 at Newcastle once. So, they it, did. it can happen. True. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also done, it's done wonders for your seeding, Marcus, because you get to go first again today. Oh. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll um, make all the difference. By the way, <laughs> what, what was Bob Geldof's hit? I can't remember. Tell me why. I don't like no. Mondays. Mondays. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you You're still thinking about that? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> he did have a hit, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Um, yes. Yeah. Far away. Um, you're first. Um, people know how to play by now. If you don't yeah. know how to play, if you're listening to the show for the first time, welcome. Welcome. Um, 
you'll pick it up as you go. I just I just give the guys player names. They have to bid for how many clubs they can name. Marcus, you're up first. <laughs> Here we go. Um, a quick game's a good game. Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get let's bounce back, Marcus. Actually, I've Come got on. I've got to be impartial, haven't I? Marcus, I hope you do as well as Andy does. Um, yeah. You are the people's champion for a reason, Marcus. <laughs> That's, oh, that also not, that's also not possible. It can't be a draw. So, <laughs> yeah, true, so shut up. I've got to pick my side. Um, Marcus, you're up first. Seven mm. clubs in total for our inaugural player this week's game. Mm. It is Mr. Joe Cole. Joey Cole. Seven clubs he's played for. Joe Cole. Ooh. Joey Cole. Uh, I'm missing an obvious one here. That's very annoying. Uh, five. Five's good, I think. Andy, can you do six? I'm going to go six. Marcus, you going to do all seven? I was thinking about introducing a bonus point mechanism if everyone, someone gets all the clubs a player played for, but I need to think about that more and what it means for the game itself. Mm-hmm. I say me, it'll be Finn. I'll ask him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want seven, Marcus, or are you going to go Andy six? This is frustrating. Uh, I have to go Andy six. Okay, Andy, uh, one at a time, right. please. Uh, please name the six. Right. Um, West Ham. That's correct. That's one. Lille. Love that. That's two. Coventry City. Correct. Oh, well played. Yeah. Chelsea. Of course. That's four. Aston Villa. That's also correct. Liverpool. Well done. That's your six. Well played. Do you know who the other one was that you didn't mention? It's American. Tampa. Yeah, Tampa Bay Rowdies. That's the frustrating thing. It, Villa was the one that I, I couldn't... I wouldn't have got Coventry. I didn't know that. And I thought there was another English club. It gave me the American one. Ah, well played, A Brass break of well serve for Andy early on. You yeah, get to go first this time good. as well, Brass. Uh, the next player has played for eight clubs in total. He retired in 2013. Uh, he's Louis Saha. Oh. Ooh, okay. What do we think about Louis Saha? Marcus, you confident in the wings there? <laughs> wait in the wings, you confident? Not particularly. Get some fire in your belly, man. Well, I've got to wait for Andy. Okay, Andy, what do you think? Seven. Are you being serious? No, 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 I'm asking how no, many there's, did there's he play eight. for? I said eight. Eight. Stop okay. stalling for no, time. No, hang on, hang on. He said seven, Luke. Yeah, you. I mean, I've, I've, technically <laughs> speaking, if you said seven, you have to bid. That's a bid. You don't go into an auction house and go, 100 grand, sorry, how much is it again? It was you seven question mark. It was seven question mark. You're Lamina, mate, right, in this situation. <laughs> Andy, give me a number. I want, I want, I want this, I want this four. to be long. Four. four. Marcus, please, can you Up go yours. five? I'm going to go five. Good Just man. Spike. Come on, everyone. Come four. on. <laughs> Andy? No, no, no. I'm, All right, I'm, five for I'm, Marcus. One at a time, please. Five of the eight clubs that Louis Saha's right. played for, Marcus. Uh, don't Here let us go. down, please. Here we go. Last week Fulham. it was five nil. It was a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Fulham, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well done. Fulham, Manchester United. That's two. Everton. That's also three. Newcastle United. Four. Now this is where Mets. Very good. That's five. Yes. One all. Not a whitewash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's come to. Yeah. Mets, Newcastle United, Fulham, Man United, Everton, Spurs, Sunderland, and end oh, of his career. It's the Sunderland rule. Yeah. Always. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. The Sunderland oh rule. I got the point and I was annoyed because you kind of go that Mets one is like I'm, I'm trying to hit the top corner from 25 yards there was a tap in there for me um, and he ended his career at Lazio okay so Marcus you're up ah. um, first this time it's one all all to play for this guy's played for nine clubs he retired in 2014 it is your friend and mine professional golfer and part time footballer Craig Bellamy Bellas 
<sighs> There's nine of the bastards. Can you believe that? Yeah, no, no, nine. that is hmm. six. That's nice. I think that's in the slot, Andy. Alright, I've definitely got six. No oh, good to you. It's no good to you at this stage. Come on, Andy. <laughs> um, hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, that's killed you, Marcus. That's absolutely killed you. Um, go eight. Go on. Give some. Give people something to cheer about. All right. Do it. All right. I'll go eight. I'll go eight. Andy, do I hear nine from you? No, no, I'm not going nine. Lovely stuff. All right. <laughs> Coming in, uh, Marcus, eight of the nine clubs that Craig Bellamy has played for between 1996 and 2014 when his career ended. Liverpool. That's correct. Manchester City. That's also correct. That's two. Cardiff City. Correct. That's three. West Ham. Yes, he played for West Ham. That's four. I thought you were going to say no. Uh, Celtic. Yep, five. Newcastle United. Of course, that's six. Yeah, now I'm struggling. Uh, you need two more, my friend. Yeah, I do. Um, come on, Bellas, who the bloody hell did you play for? Um, Aston Villa? Afraid not. It's a point to Andy uh, Brussel. He didn't play for Aston Villa, actually. He played for man. Norwich City, Coventry City. Uh, oh, Coventry. Coventry. Yeah. Newcastle, Celtic, Blackburn. Liverpool, Blackburn. Blackburn, West Ham, Man City, Cardiff, Liverpool and Cardiff again. That's 2-1 to Andy and Andy's up first this time. Match point, Andy. Uh, it is match point and this guy's only played for four clubs. That's what the algorithm oh. can do to you sometimes. Marcus, it's stacked against you now, my friend. Um, four clubs. He retired in 2017. I think it's all come up Andy Brasley, I'm afraid. It's mm. Victor Valdez. Victor Valdez. Victor Valdez. Okay. Play for four. Which, which yeah, by the way... Is, I've got is, these. you got all of them, have you? Yeah. Very confident there. Uh, so you bid him four officially? Yeah. Mark, oh, so, sorry, four question mark, and then four, <laughs> four, four. All I'm saying is, as I said earlier, you don't walk yeah. into an auction house and go, £100,000 question mark, how much is it? Sorry with your hand in the air. It's Come a on, that's, disaster. That's, that's happened in a load of comedy films. That must have happened to Steve Martin before. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. It, if it's happened to Steve Martin, I'm fine for it to happen to me. So this is four clubs. Mm. You've bid four officially, so Marcus, yes. you have no room to manoeuvre, I'm afraid. Got my hands tied. Them's the breaks. Um, that Victor Valdez has played for in his career. Uh, retired in 2017. Take it away, Brussel. Standard Liege. Yeah, that's the one. See, straight there away. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, it, that's one, it? yeah. Yeah. No, but this is me. I get the difficult ones and forget the easy ones. Let's so, hope so. You know, <laughs> we got our fingers crossed. Let's watch the gun. Okay, we've had Standard Liège. Uh, Middlesbrough. That's yeah. also correct. <laughs> uh, Manchester United. Yeah. Oh, will you get the last one? Not bad. Yeah. Barcelona. Andy Brassel wins. Saw that one coming. Yeah. Just the 500 odd appearances for them, so that's probably yeah. that's a shoe in. That's a win uh-huh. for Andy Brassel. 3 1. Well played, sir. All right, good win. You, you must be delighted about that. Marcus, you should give a better show on yourself. There's a chance to go 3-2 here. Come it's on. It's a dead rubber, but this guy's played for nine professional clubs and about mm-hmm. four million amateur ones, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, it's Chrissy Waddle. Go, Chrissy Waddle. And you get to go first here. Okay. Uh, uh, mm. Chance to make it 3-2. bit more respectable. But we're pleased for Andy. He's a great professional. Do you know what? I'm going to go eight. Ooh, well, hello. Well, well, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you at it then. Are you being serious? Yeah. All right, go for it then. I'm so, I mean, you... I'm still writing down the ones that I know because that, that was pretty quick. If you get eight here... By the way, that, that sounds like I'm cheating. I promise you I'm not. I just... There's, there's a lot of quirky ones. When it, Some of them click and some of them... Go for it. 
Um, yeah, do it. Newcastle United. Started his career there, correct. Tottenham Hotspur. Yep, played there for ages. Marseille. Obviously, yep. Bradford City. Yep. Scored that great goal at Goodison Park. Yeah. That's Sheffield four. Wednesday. That's five. Um, Falkirk. Six. Ooh. Because I remember that. Um, being up there. Uh, where am I? Sunderland. That's your Sunderland clause. That's seven. Um, oh, I might have gone. Uh, Burnley? That's eight. Well played. Come on. It's three Come two. On. Uh it's a very, very impressive effort. Uh you've really still good. lost, obviously, but uh yeah. well played. The only club you didn't name there Carlisle. Was, Tor- was Torquay United. Oh right. He never played for Carlisle. Andy. He never played for Carlisle. No, he oh, played for some amateur clubs including Tolaw Town, Workshop Town, Glapwell, Stockbridge Park Steels, where we of course we saw Jamie Vardy as well, mm-hmm. and Sheffield Hallam, who are also obviously Amateur. That's eight, mm-hmm. Marcus. Well played. It's three two to Andy. A far better showing from you this this week, Marcus. But the yeah. but the um the glory the goes to the top, Do you yeah, know what? I'm annoyed at myself with Joe Cole. You see, you lose it early on to Andy. You make make a, a misplaced pass, and you and you. Well, I think it. the last thing you want if you if you're on match point against Brassel is a Victor Valdez. That's the last <laughs> thing you need. You want some kind of obscure English football league player or anything that hasn't Indeed. played for Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it from me. Good stuff. Well done, guys. There we are. Pleasure. Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. It's been an absolute delight having you with us. So uh, we're back on Monday, of course, to talk about the weekend's action. So until then, say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye, Luke Moore. Say goodbye, Andy Brassel. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.